Right, that's us uh, off and going on our very first episode of UID Zero. Uh, I'm Carl Smith, and uh, I'd like to welcome you if you stumbled across this accidentally. Hopefully, it's not a complete waste of your time. Uh, we'll find, <laughs> no we'll find out as we go how much of a waste of time it possibly can be. Uh, I'd like to introduce you to Chris. Chris, uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, I'm Chris. I'm a normal human man. <laughs> Oh, so you say. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> so, so UID zero is um, a tech term that means uh, user identity zero, which is the super user. And, uh, you know, I consider almost everyone that has to have a terrible or a great experience to be a super user. And I just thought it'd be nice to start talking about our experiences. You know, there's a huge industry around uh, customer experience, uh, user experience, uh, and I'm not sure that they're really listening. So instead of um, hoping at some point that we get listened to, we're going to start speaking for ourselves. So Chris, okay. looking back over the last week, have you had any spectacular experiences, good or bad? Um, well, uh, in terms of like technology, I have had some good experiences in the last week, actually. Um, on because uh, I'm learning Spanish on Duolingo, the language okay. app, and it's like you know I've had it I had it a few years ago and didn't really give it my full attention, so I didn't really get a lot out of it. But obviously during lockdown, having a lot more time on your hands and trying to sort of uh, mine out some way of like remaining, um, you know, active in your you know cognitively stimulated, I guess you say. I started to get into it a lot more and particularly last week because I had half term I sort of was looking into it a little bit deeper than I had normally because normally I'll just go on I'll do 15 minutes a day and then stop um, because I don't want to do it too much and for it to get boring but I also don't want to do it too little to not get enough out of it you know so but last week I started looking into the app a little bit more and noticed there was things like leaderboards about how much experience you gain during like a week and if you get in the top 10 you get promoted to like a better league so to speak so they've done it so when i discovered it it was it was quite interesting to see how in the past sort of four or five days of me using it with the leaderboard in mind and constantly checking oh where am i on the leaderboard how much more i was using it and how much more i've learned from it you know and that i thought was quite interesting because it preys on in a good way i mean it's i'm glad that i'm glad that it's sort of preying on my competitive side because I'm getting more out of it and I thought that was clever you know because it's something that you can't that every every single human being whether they admit it or not has a bit of an ego and they also have like that competitive element within them so as soon as you go where are you placed on the leaderboard you, you're you give this thing more attention because now it's not just you versus you now it's you versus everyone else do you know what I mean so in terms of positive experiences I thought that was really clever and the only the only reason I actually discovered it was because I gave that thing more attention, you know, because and and adapted how I was using it to get more out of it. But so that I'd say that was a positive experience with um, technology and just a user experience, you know, okay. in general. And did did you feel manipulated by it though? In a, yeah, in a way, <laughs> but it wasn't in a way that I minded. Do you know what I mean? It's different if you're going into something, and you know it's trying to take from you you know it's trying to take um money 
from you and in a sense duolingo is an app and it has adverts adverts you can pay obviously to not have them so they can do that but i you can use that app um if you actually want to learn a language and you're patient with it and you actually do give the lessons your full attention you don't need to spend any money on that app so it's not like i feel like the only thing it steals from me is my time and that time is well spent because I'm learning yeah. Spanish. I'm not just scrolling through. So, you know, so can you order some paella now for us? And, uh... <laughs> Don't put me on the spot. Don't put me on the spot. <laughs> but I could, just, if I really checking. thought about it, if I really thought about it, I probably could try. But yeah, um, now, now the pressure's on. <laughs> no, no, I'm just joking. Just joking. I want a full say, English and a pint of lager. Um, you'd, say, you'd probably say un paella. Uh, and if it was me and you guy, and I'd say un paella para dos personas, por favor. Ah, uh, excellent. Excellent. All Thank without, uh, <laughs> all without uh, um, practice in front of uh, me well to be fair i've literally that was on the spot and it might be wrong i don't know what pa paella probably is just paella in spanish so, so spanish if you history. if you are a spanish speaker please leave your comments below <laughs> <laughs> yes and uh yes i apologize if i'm wrong lo siento <laughs> well at least you at least you're trying i think that's the oh, whole yeah. point with I these would, things would, is uh the thing is i wouldn't have even known how to apologize to a spaniard for getting his language wrong in like like you know three months ago but now i can so well, I, I think the point is that before you would have just done it from the ground uh whereas now you can do it face to face yeah, exactly <laughs> exactly can i just explain as well the fact that i've got grass behind me because it's it's a little bit disconcerting but i went for a, a background that's not just my room because it does look like the room of a teenager i'm unashamedly going to admit I, I thought bad. that was. The, I, I I'm I'm surprised at you hiding your Liverpool. Um... <laughs> well, at the moment, no, I'm not. <laughs> they're not. They're not. They're not doing very well. So yeah. No, I know, but it's know. you know, an actual fan supports their team all the time. I know, and I do. <laughs> but, yeah. I, my I'm currently my phone is rested on the Liverpool shirt from last season where we won the league. So. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway um so what what about you man in terms of um you know these like you said user experiences you you were talking about the internet and obviously that's another thing that everyone has some form of well um, I just i'm just getting really hacked off with it i mean it's you know i i'm to the point now where i think uh that it should be nationalized <laughs> because <laughs> none of the companies that seem to be providing it seem to have a clue what customers want what they what well, they're the really focused it, on it always, yeah. it's always come across to me about what they want yeah you know? <laughs> yeah it's, giving it's, you a, the guise of this is everything you want you know yeah i mean it's you know they've got all these great packages and everything for uh, essentially um a service that already exists that they're trying to monetize it now some of them have obviously spent billions creating the infrastructure that we use but mm. actually, now that they have, it's not very good. <laughs> um, and I think that because of the the exponential uh, usage has gone through the roof, um, mm. you know, we're, we're obviously during a pandemic, we're all using the internet um, yeah. to communicate. But even then, you know, we're we're moving to a world where everything's on on tap through the internet, and the 
communication level, which is the service provider level, um, just seems very disorganized. Um, mm. Is there like particular um, like apps and things that you're speaking about? Well, so um, or websites. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's not not so much websites, but communication applications. So Meetup, Zoom. Mm -hmm. um, those kinds of technologies are just a bit ropey, depending yeah. on where you live. Uh, but it's not the application's fault, it's the internet's fault for not having the right kind of bandwidth um, okay. available. So, you know, I don't want to blame Zoom uh, for developing something that should work if you live in a city, since I live in the countryside, yeah. it doesn't really work very well for me. <laughs> yeah, um, I, can, and I can see that. Yeah, that, that's why I slow down. That's why I slow down. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's 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 a bit irritating. And but I mean, different times. Um, mm. You know, I can see you while talking to you now. Uh, oh so, no, that's amazing uh, in itself. That's the thing. Yeah, I think it, in in terms of like you know, the lockdown and stuff like going on, and it's it's definitely I think made. Well, I'm speaking for myself here, but it's definitely made me appreciate some of these things a bit more, you know, the, the, like you said, the time we're in now, like the idea of being able to speak to you like this with a, whilst looking at you while you're in Scotland and I'm in England is like, you know, you wouldn't have been able to like dream of doing that when I was in school, it just, you, had, you know, so it's like that, that type of thing is definitely something to be thankful for and it is obviously a good tool and a way for people to stay in touch well I, we are living in the star trek universe that they showed <laughs> this is this is what communicators uh, were doing back yeah, in, the, yeah, right. in the 19 sort of 50s and well 1960s yeah. i think it was but I, I think it's 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 amazing but at the same it's, time it's also a bit ropey um, well, that's, the, so, that's the joy in a way there's, that's the, the joy of technology in itself is that it's there's always going to be advancements and ways to improve it. I mean, it's never good. There's never a point where a human being goes, right, that's perfect. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it, it's always <laughs> as perfect as we are. <laughs> exactly, and, and, and as, you know, diverse as we are, because that's, that's the other thing. It's like, I think the reason why we're always changing the technology is because we change, people change, you know, people's, people's, you know, what people value and what people sort of, you know, how they integrate with their apps, what they're looking for from the internet. And, you know, also just, you know, the transitions in culture and what is less accepted, what is more accepted is constantly changing. So technology constantly changes and it will continue to, because I think the two go hand in hand. If it's a person creating something, it's coming from inside their head, trying to work out what someone else wants. There's never going to yep. be a full consciousness together. This is what we all need. There's always going to be someone with, you know, something up their sleeve, I guess. Yeah, no, and that and that's normal, and and the mm. people, the early adopters pay for everyone else to to use it. I remember when I got my first iPhone, people are going, "How much do you pay for a phone?" I'm like going, yeah. "Well, you know, it, I think the first one was like five hundred and fifty quid, mm -hmm. and people at that point, people were like paying sixty quid for a phone, and I'm going, yeah, but it's it's my entire office on a phone." Yeah, the, well, that's it, the thing. People, if you use your phone a lot, and to be fair, like. It, I think it depends on what you're using it for because someone like, a lot of the things people use their phones for are sort of wants rather than needs whereas people that use their phones for work and things like that they're obviously going to want 
a better phone because they need a better phone to do what they do on a daily basis. So that's that's fine, you know. Um, but it's, again, it does feel we we are spoiled. You know, I mean, in terms of technology, we're spoiled, and I think that there's a lot of things we don't need that we now think we need because we're so used to them. You know. So that is that because um, we've been told that to be uh, a certain kind of person, the products or services that we get from these devices make us that to some degree <laughs> i think but then, again that is what marketing does it tells you the person at home that you need this thing whether you feel that like, felt like you did or not but as soon as someone's put it in your head you can't you can't kill an idea you know once it's in there you're like oh, you're susceptible to you know <laughs> losing your money for shit you don't need <laughs> yeah so what you're saying is stop listening to marketing <laughs> well the, 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 the thing is people get funny about you know all the things with adverts on social media apps and stuff and the thing is just like well if you realize what these things are you realize that you, as long as you have a good relationship with those social media sites and you are aware you know when to put them down then i don't really care like i don't get, give a shit if someone's advertising to me it's like you walk out the door and you're being advertised to no matter they're everywhere they're everywhere so of course they're going to be on the most accessible form of technology in the world of course it's about money it's all about money but the thing is i think it's just about you as a person maintaining some responsibility over you know how you use technology because people will get people get depressed and start feeling shit about their lives mainly because they're constantly being told they don't have things that they need that they don't need yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean so this is the thing you have you have to have as the user, a level of responsibility, you know, in terms of, you know, deciding when to put your phone down, when it's appropriate to be scrolling through Facebook and Instagram. And you, because I use those sites, we all use those. Well, not everyone, but the majority <laughs> of people use those things, you know, and they use them for different reasons. So, and again, that's this is the point, isn't it? Every single human. Well, you, being, you use them to communicate. I use them to create lists of people I'm going to sort out later. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, each to their That's own. That's a joke, you know. everyone. That's a joke. Got... <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So, but, yeah, what, what do you think then about uh, the? So we kind of wandered a bit off topic, everyone. But the. Mm, the that will happen. The, yeah. But the, you know, if you're a, an Android user that you, you can't stand Apple, and if you're an Apple user, you can't stand Android and yeah, all that this... sort of stuff, because it seems like um, brands are trying to turn us into tribes. Yeah, absolutely. And this, <laughs> this one thing I just, I just switch off. As soon as someone starts talking to me about my phone and their phone and what theirs does and what mine does and why theirs is better and my wine, mine is or why mine is better or whatever i switch off so quickly i, I have both uh, an apple <laughs> so, yeah, got, and an android covered. and the reason is that um i'm involved in designing technology that has to work on them both yeah so, yeah so i'm actually i'm technology agnostic even though i'm speaking mm -hmm. on a mac over there i've got a pc I don't. Ampitextrous. Ampite uh, ampitextrous. How about that? You heard yeah, it. I, 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 think, I think there might be a special <laughs> dating group for that. <laughs> but yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, we were just talking about being in tribes that technology, oh, the that marketing thing. is yeah. making us. Well, the thing but, is, I, I literally went like, I mean, you obviously, like you said, you've got both because you need to have both. You need to like put things, create things that work on both. 
that's fine. But I mean, in terms of my interest in, you know, I, I refuse to be like separated from people because they have a different type of thing to me. It's like, I don't care. I don't, yeah. If yours is Samsung, you it's it's probably because you've had Samsung for long enough that you're comfortable with it. I have iPhone because I had an iPhone 4 handed down to me from someone and I just used it and then I knew iPhone. I was comfortable. And I don't, yeah. I, I, I want to spend as little time as possible <laughs> having struggling with my technology. I want to just get the thing and go, I know how this works. I can get on with my life. I don't want to sit yeah. there going, oh, I have to learn a whole new system. It's like, so, I don't, so I don't te- care. Technology is not the point or the these artifacts is not the mm. point. It's you completing tasks. You, yes. you, you, you use it to communicate. You use it to play stupid games. <laughs> you mm-hmm. use it whatever way you want to use it. Uh, I when I first got my first iPhone because I was traveling a lot, I mainly used it to listen to music and to watch mm-hmm. films. Yeah, I didn't absolutely. use it much for phone calls. I, I used to get a lot of incoming calls, and mm-hmm. then um, I started to uh, waste money on apps because when I say they're all free apps, but basically they mm-hmm. got me to waste money on them. I'm trying to reduce that down but i I've, I've restarted one app about four or five times now i don't know if I've, you've still got it on the phone or oh, i do it's a very well-known one um and i'm currently on level uh let's see what level i'm on it's it's a high level i'll put it that way which is insane i'm on level 2863 uh, I I may need support. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, 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 do you know what that is? That is exactly what we were speaking about earlier. You know, about having a good relationship with your phone. It's like we're not in. There's there's been obviously there's no turning back from it. You know what I mean? It's like we live in a world. Well, in obviously I'm speaking about places like America and the West, Europe, like these places. You can't get away from that sweeping tide of modernity that we're in now it's like you either live with the stuff or you turn your back on it but if you live where we live and turn your back on it you are missing out on a lot of opportunities that unfortunately the whole world is now in line with it's not like you know if you like books for example like there's a there was there's a human experience of when i was younger of going to a library and getting a book for example and it was it wasn't like now where i can either have an app and listen to a book which I do, uh, or order a book to my door. It's like if you wanted a book when I was a kid, you either had to go to a shop and buy it or you went to the library. And there's a whole process of things happening in that journey that you don't get from doing it on your phone. And I mean, it's convenient, but I think this is one of the things that I think we've sort of sacrificed a little bit. We've sacrificed a lot of our human interaction and connecting with people for convenience. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's up to the person i suppose but there is a there's a fight there is a balance to be found between not losing certain elements of being a human being and what what because if all this stuff went away then you're left with you know the the stuff you like what people's phone numbers are trying to find a phone (laughs) box what's a phone box box that's that box on the corner that people use for changing into superman outfits and that's that's the thing (laughs) this is this is an example where the convenience is a good thing because I don't want to be in London and have to go into what is essentially a toilet to phone my mum. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, that's what, that's it. That's where we are now. 
So it's like yeah, that is convenient, but in terms of well, know, it was a convenience. Now it's <laughs> yeah. Now it's convenient. Well, it. So yeah, you know, you know what I mean, though, right? It's, there's it's absolutely fine to make to make things easier for people. That's that's what we do as human beings. You know, we try and help each other. But I, I think that when you look at mental health and the, the decline, especially in teenagers, you have to do something. You have to step in there and say, you know this is not what we grew up with we know how to interact with a human being per- in person yeah and we can, we read certain facial signals we learn you know how to be around other human beings and when teenagers are growing up not around human beings they, they and they can spend as long as they want formulating the, the what they think the other person wants to hear rather than speaking um in person where you don't have the time to you know to articulate make up, those things yeah. exactly it's performative and the thing is that's how i feel like that's the problem with some of these conveniences it's like yeah it's very easy to you know speak to people now and message them and stuff but i miss having a telephone conversation because it's more personal it's with one person it's not group chats it's 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 all impersonal it makes people feel left out or it makes them feel powerful and there's like levels of things going on there that don't need to happen when you just want to speak to one person so, and connect to so you know me i i change for a long period of time i would i would set up a facebook account and then shut it down again and yeah. then set up another one because yeah, like i've got to mess- about eight different calls Sorry. like on my facebook i think sorry the, the reason is that i want to mess with the data stream yeah Mate, I know uh, you're just doing you, and that's fine. I know you, so I'm like, it's Carl doing <laughs> Carl. So I just go, yeah, new Carl. Here's Carl. Hey, Carl. I'll invite 10 calls to a conversation, and, have, <laughs> and I don't know which one I'm going to get. But uh, We always get me, but maybe with a different hat. Yes, um, but But, the, you know, the Cambridge Analytica thing kind of scared a lot of people, but, you know, people What's have decided – so the uh, – Cambridge Analytica used the data from Facebook to help win oh, Donald Trump the US election. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, the the data from Facebook's been linked to about 114 elections so far, mm. uh, actually swaying the vote. Now, well, this is the power of the internet. It's not just, you know, it's not. It doesn't just affect like one person anymore. This is affecting politics, which affects everyone people yeah. yeah and that that's so my my view of of these closed technology systems because facebook owns whatsapp as well it owns uh, instagram uh, it yeah. owns messenger um and all of that data gets stored even though the it's encrypted from protection for outside mm. internally you, you you're going to get more and more adverts in whatsapp because they're yeah. going to start targeting people for adverts because yes. all of that data is stored. That's the price. So, that's the if that's it, then so be it. That's the price. Well, that we that pay, is the price exactly. Because you know, uh, I remember when people started getting charged for their bank accounts, everyone was up in arms, and I'm going, "Well, you know, how do the banks pay their staff mm-hmm. if they don't? You know, if they're not allowed to invest that money, which is what they were doing before, which was very risky, uh, investing that market on the exchanges. Now they're not allowed to do that anymore because it caused a financial crisis." They still have to pay their staff. So if Facebook um, has uh, 80, 100,000 staff and doesn't uh, make money anywhere, how does it pay its staff? Mm-hmm. Um, so there, as you say, there is a price. Um, 
but the, is it a price that we want to pay? I mean, we, we seem to. We seem well, to be, but yeah. I don't think people understand what we're actually paying. What was your score on that game again? Uh, level. <laughs> or level, yeah. Yeah, the level. Well, this, is, this is my point. Yeah, we there is a price to pay, and we don't, we don't, like, I think this conversation does come up a lot about, you know, the data being stored and stuff, and I'm not even going to sit here and pretend to understand. I, I think my the vague, the vague understanding I have of it is obviously your data is stored and then you get ad advertised associate like you know appropriately to what they think you're going to spend money it's like i understand well it's, it's, it's not like... entirely that because they've they've got they're running a number of different uh systems there so um mm -hmm. you can get uh media and stories sent to your news feed that reflect what you're interested in yeah, which yeah. sounds great but if you're already a bit of a nutter you get more of <laughs> You already get you get more of things that you're a nutter about being sent to you. I so that, yeah, it, it, it creates that polarization. So one of the things I, I said that, yeah. before is that what's really good about living in the real world is you have to deal with people and cultures that you don't know and maybe make you afraid or um, uh, think are horrible or you disagree with. But yeah. you have to find a way to work out how to live with people. And that this stops it, yeah. the polarization that happens through media, through especially through social media, is that you can't you can't be an absolute one thing or the other because people mm. will just call you a you know whatever and say well, yeah. you know uh, and, and you know it, it's fine on social media you can just block them, but actually if you're sitting in a, a pub that's, with that's them the you can't just exactly. block them. The <laughs> yeah, you have to deal with it and you have to yeah. listen to their have arguments. A and, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and but what, what's happening with social media, especially during the lockdown, is that people are becoming more and more polarized. They're hearing more and more the same things, so yeah. they're getting more and more emboldened. Well, it's the echo chamber, isn't it? Yeah, they it say. is. You get you get if you go on to if you're um, you know if you support Labour, and then you see a lot of what you'll see will be pro Labour. But if you go onto your conservative friend's Facebook, it will be the opposite. And it's like, well, I, I, just, I mean, I, there's, there's no, like you said, that is where the polarization comes from because there is I, no connection to these two now groups. Where it was, so, it then it's always the thing of, it's never you and me against the problem. It's always you versus me. That's how it comes across. And yeah. That's the problem, you know, people are too focused on how we're different as to how we're the same. It's always, that's the problem, you know. So someone someone was saying yesterday that uh, the Tories this and the Tories that, and I, and I agree with that, but I don't dislike conservatives. No, and, I don't. I, 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 I but, don't but no, it's, no, it's really it's, people, it's an important you know, definition here that people you know people think the Tories are conservatives, mm. and they're not. They're different. So the, the Tory is a landowner <laughs> and likely to be a member of the aristocracy. I'm not a fan of mm. the British aristocracy. Um, mm. A conservative is someone who cares about fiscal management. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it doesn't think it's the state's job to pay for everything. They think it's it's partially our own responsibility. They're, yeah, the they're, thing they're, is, they're, they're, they're for low taxes <laughs> and low centralization. Yeah, and I'm I'm not going to so, sit here and start like having a go at anyone. But the, the, yeah. I think the thing is, it's far easier for someone that you know is brought up around people that are labour to just agree with the crowd. Oh yeah, and not and not and then when you see the stuff on you know Facebook, it's quite easy to then just go, oh, all Tories are like you know posh wankers that don't care about people. It's easy to do that. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, right. So it's just that's the thing. It's like 
that's again it's like the, but the it's polarization thing. i think i think and, the yeah. so i <laughs> so the reason i answered that question that way was just to make it clear that i know <laughs> the difference between these classifications yeah, yeah. that people are using but, the, but this is all just a set of you know the, this is the thing again with like politics and policies it's all just a set of you know you know i don't know just what this group of people the, who who agrees with this set of principles the most yeah. that's all that's all these are and it's like the whole the whole thing is you'll never get it's not black and white there is gray area you can take five points out of the tory manifesto and put them with you know five from the labor manifesto oh and yeah it might sit and, quite comfortably it's just, but the thing is there are there are people there is there's no such thing as political parties what there is is groupings of beliefs yeah that's it um, and, and, this is and, the thing. It's, and you know I, i've been in westminster i've been in the kent i've been in the strangers bar i'm not allowed into the main um uh, parliamentarian bar they actually have a, a bar did you do? The, Stranger, the strangers bar i had a pint of beer um so okay. um but the point is that the you know, they may give it to each other in uh, in harsh words in the chamber, but afterwards they go and have a pint together, because mm. you know the the rhetoric is what their job is. Uh, when they leave the room, they're humans, and so mm. they don't. It's some of them clearly dislike each other quite a lot, but most of them are just pretty much getting on with their jobs and representing the people that put them into office. Yeah. So. Well, How do we get into politics so quick? Oh, that was it really yeah. interesting. That's the thing. Do we have to, uh, we'll cut that. We'll cut all that out. No, no, I'm going to leave it in. I'm, I'm, I'm mean that way. Yeah. Well, so the thing, is, the thing is, most of what we just said there, most people like that we know, like in our community, probably think very similarly. And they, we're, yeah. it's not like we're, the, it's not like you know we're super in tune to it. It's just everyone can can see it, but there's no escape from it. So this is where I always say, well, what I said earlier about you in terms of what you see on social media how you interact with it how often you do that's that's up to you like that's that shit's not going away so it's up to you to decide how often you use it and how you use it it's no problem to use it you know i'm not i, I don't i think that social media has in some ways been positive as well as it's been negative there is two sides to that story but it's well, the, always the other the other thing you. that I, it always comes back to you and how you decide to use it so the, the other thing i liked doing <laughs> was uh posting that i was all over the planet that was good fun. I did yeah. that for a bit. And that it, was was just, what I mean. it was just a laugh. And you know, yeah. people oh, are yeah. going, why, why are you in Timbuktu? I'm like going, you know, I need oh, yeah. a trip. I uh, think I walked <laughs> into the, the Swan months and you, it, it said you were in Paris. And then I saw you in the Swan. I was like, oh, you're just fucking with everyone again. Cool. <laughs> it's like, that's not a surprise. Well, you can check in anywhere across the world. I think I don't understand why more people don't do it. I mean, <laughs> uh, it, it's you can have the holiday in your head um, without yeah. any of the any of the stress of actually flying I mean, somewhere. Look, you can look at my background. I could just change it to the Eiffel Tower, and I'm like, hey, <laughs> ha, 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 ha. yeah, exactly. Right? Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing French. Spanish. That's where okay. I'm at. <laughs> Espanol. Okay. Espanol. So, uh, any other good or bad experiences in the past week that uh, I, I understand there's that you have a tin opener in your life? <laughs> oh, the tin opener. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know if it's me or if it's tin openers, but I just seem to like struggle so much to open tins. I like love having a little ring pull. Let's, let's just do that on all of them. Let's just get rid of the tin opener. Do we need a tin opener? <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? Is, I, I think cost, it's cost. I was going to say, is it cost? How much more does it cost to put that little ring pull on a can? 
Yeah, how much more? Are we I talking? think it's quite a lot actually. But then, how much is it costing to make all of the tin openers? <laughs> yeah, but it's a different business. So the people that make yeah, the tins, you know, saying, you know they, they they should get together and work it out because <laughs> I just wanted to get some beans out of a tin. So, so, so what you're what you're really wanting is an international standard that says no more tin openers. <laughs> or someone to come around and show me how to use it properly because I'm inept, clearly. Okay. But no, to be fair, like like I said, with in terms of positive and negative experience, user experience, I think most of, I think by now, like we've keep in mind we've been in lockdown for basically a year now, in and out, you know, various tiers and all kinds of ladders and lots things. of crying. Yeah, lots of crying. Um I've by now I'm sort of in tune with like a sort of routine. I had to adapt. I think a lot of people have obviously had to adapt. But in terms of being one of the people that works from home and literally never leaving the house except to go to the shops, really, it's like I've had to force myself into my routine into a new shape, you know, and I've I've had to take certain things more seriously than I did when. I was going out and going to work because, you know, certain things got neglected when you're indoors all day. So a lot of things do. One, socially, you have to take into consideration that now you're not just going to bump into people anymore. You have to make an effort. And that's something I've been doing. It's not that hard because I like my friends. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's not that difficult to sort of try and interact with them and want to do that. But exercise, big one, massive one. You have to, like, in terms of the lockdown, it's like for the first three months, I was just lost, not knowing what I was supposed to be doing. And that's when I really started asking myself questions, you know, and going, look, what what, what do you need to be doing right now? In yeah. this situation, what do you actually need to be doing? And, you know, things like exercise and physiotherapy for my back problems, catching up with people, you know, doing Spanish, um, all of these things, like... And caring for myself a little bit better because it would be so easy in this situation and a lot of us did and including myself to just completely lose it for for a while i was just like well i'll just get drunk on a tuesday now like it doesn't matter does it anymore but it does matter <laughs> it's it still matters because you know you're gonna go at some point you know we're gonna go back to some sort of maybe not normal but a new normal We'll go back to something after this, and I think it's important. Chris, to kind of, Chris, I can assure like, you, you have never been normal. <laughs> <laughs> that is reassuring. Yeah, me either. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, my, my, I have this general standing rule: the first time I meet someone who's actually normal, they're going to be looking up at me from the floor. There, <laughs> <laughs> but no, like that's the thing. Like I was saying, in terms of your the routine and things just like i've started using certain things more often than i was so like i'm using my laptop now to make music on and to write a book i'm painting more um how's all the these, book all going it's all right i've just i had to again i had to adjust how i was approaching it because i originally said it as i'd got like i've got to do a page a day and what happened was it wasn't getting done because I was doing all, all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And then we get to the point in the day where I'd see a page of book or whatever written in my to-do list. And I'd just be like, oh, I really don't have the mental strength for it. So yeah. I ended up moving. I've stopped doing it every day now. Now I do it once a week. And what's happened from me changing that, that plan um, is I was sort of near, like, you know, bumbling through the fourth chapter of the book. 
and not really it was taking too long and then now i've started doing it weekly i'm basically at the end of chapter four so it's working do you know what i mean it's like i can see the progress if you trust that process that you've now put in place see what works and what doesn't and you know so some some, some people like tight order some people just need mm. guide rails and i well, think that that's, that's, that's setting, the thing. setting like, your own level is is the important bit yeah because i think ultimately like i know everything on my to-do list is important because i've looked at it and gone what is it i'm doing spanish lessons for example why am i doing that i can ask myself that question ago because i want to learn a language stay cognitively active and it will help me because my family lives in spain so there's i know why i'm doing it therefore when i question how i'm doing it i put more into it i give it my attention because if i if i didn't know why i was doing it then i would i wouldn't get anything out of it you know i need to get i need to get the most out of everything i do now because being in lockdown has taken a lot of things away so it's like I've had to, and I'm assuming everyone else has had to kind of dig a little bit deeper to find some things that are available to them now, you know, that always were, but they were distracted. Did you see what I mean? It's like now that you're indoors so much, it's like, right. I think it was just easier. It was just easier before. And <laughs> I think now, now we have to have a plan. Yeah. Um, but when you said earlier about guide rails, that's what yeah. this is for me. It's like yeah. in terms of, the plan it's like i don't look at my plan and go i have to do that yeah no it's, it's not step it's by like, step or time no, boxed or something it's, it's, it's no, exactly it's, i have yeah. to go you have to go with i think the, the main thing is it's like in terms of enjoying your life and living that happens when you're in the moment and you're actually doing the thing that you're doing and you know why you're doing it so it's got your full attention that is living that is to me being happy because you're not conscious of time and worrying about the future or the past you're in the moment that is what living is so to me like I have to go with how I feel in the moment. I have to ask myself if I look at something in my to-do list and then go, do I actually feel like doing that? Do I feel like I can give it my full attention? If the answer is yes, then I crack on and do it. it gets done. I see the results. It, it just keeps going. It's accumulating. You know, you just accumulate these smaller bite-sized things that all add up to one thing. But if I look at it and go like I was with the book, I don't feel like writing the book. I don't beat myself up over it. I just go, look, this isn't working, so we can fix it. Let's do one a day a week instead of every day of the week, and now yeah. it's getting done again. So it's that's all it is for me. I need to enjoy the thing I'm doing. Like now we're doing this, so it's got my full attention, and I'm obviously waffling, which I said I wouldn't do. 